let me read to you some scriptures because we're on the subject of what? I forgot. Completely forgot. Deception. And we're going, we're going to ease into the subject of truth, but we're starting with the negative side. And uh, so let me read you the scriptures as by way of introduction here. In Matthew 24, it says, What will be the sign of your coming? And at the end of the age, and Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed. Everyone say, take, take heed. Romans 16, it says, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learn and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Ephesians 5, 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Colossians 2, 4. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. So what do we find? What's one way the enemy deceives you or men deceive you? By way of words. Second Thessalonians 2, 3, let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Second Thessalonians 3, it says the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. Say that, love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And then James 1, verse 22, it says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So you and I can deceive ourselves. You can hear the word, and not practice the word, and deception will come. Amen? So it's real important that you not only hear the word, but you act upon the word. And everyone said, Amen. Now, uh, Kathy, I don't think she mentioned, but we did raise $5,500 for our missionary last week. So thank you for your giving. Look at your neighbor and say, thank you for your giving. Deceive in the Greek means to lead astray or to wander off course. That's pretty simple. And that's why this year it's important that we make adjustments in our heart's attitude do those things we were supposed to do. And if we do that, we'll be blessed. If not, we're going to open ourselves up to being deceived. Hebrews 2 once says, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. Not what you're going to hear next week. But what you've heard in the past. What's the result? If you don't, lest we drift away. Rick Renner says of this Greek word for deceive, it says it depicts a person or nation who, although once established on solid ground, is now morally drifting and teetering on the edge of a crooked and dangerous path. We said deception is a sign of the last days. The Antichrist, we said deceit is falsehood or lying, and it describes the nature of Satan. Okay. So we're, we, we should, as believers, put on the new man every day. And we shouldn't walk in deception. We should walk in truth. 
Now look at Psalm 5. Psalm chapter 5. This morning I want you to see from the word, from the scripture, what God thinks of lying. What the Father, our creator in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What does he, how does he view deception? Now, (coughs) you'd say, well, I'm not a liar. You can exaggerate things as far as I'm concerned, and it's deception. Ooh, it got real quiet. Let's go on this. Let's, sure, let's read this quick, because I think my congregation is going to turn on me. Psalms 5, verse 1. <clears throat> Give ear to my words, O Lord, and consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for to you I will pray. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in what? Wickedness. Nor shall evil dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of what? You shall destroy those who speak. Falsehood. (laughs) The Lord, now listen, now listen, this is a strong word, abhor. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. Abhor in Webster's dictionary means to shrink from in disgust. Now listen to this word, hatred. So God abhors lying. He abhors. Whores, he hates deception. Look at Proverbs 6. Proverbs chapter 6. We're just looking to see what, what's your father in heaven? What's he think about lying? Proverbs 6 and verse 16. It says, these six things the Lord hates. Yeah, there's that word, isn't it? Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Now, now listen, when you lie... About your brothers and sisters, you're spreading discord, and it affects the body. Look at Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12, 22. Just repeats what we've given you before. It says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. How many of you want to be the Lord's delight? How would you like the Father to look at you and just look at you as an abomination, be disgusted with you, detest you and hate you? 
Well, that's what what lying, that's what he looks at lying. Um, Look at uh, Ezekiel, chapter 13. Yeah, chapter 13. Now, this is Old Testament, but the prophet ministry was important in the Old Testament, and there's a New Testament prophet also. But this is what the Father God, how he views false prophets. He says in verse 1, it says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy, and say to those who prophesy out of their own heart. You know, you can speak out of your own heart. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, your prophets are like foxes in the deserts. You have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. They have envisioned futility and false divination, saying, Thus says the Lord, but the Lord has not sent them, yet they hope that the word may be confirmed. Have you not seen a futile vision? And have you not spoken false divination? You say, The Lord says, but I have not spoken. Therefore, now listen. Verse 8, therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you've spoken nonsense and envisioned what? Lies. Therefore, now listen, I am indeed against you, says the Lord God. So when you lie, God is against you. Boy, it's real quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. When you lie, God is is against you. Look at Psalm 31. Here are the results of lying. The result of lying. If you're going to lie, this is what's going to happen. Psalm 31, verse 18. This is what needs to happen in Washington, D.C., This is, this is my prayer. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak insolent things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. So lying lips need to be silenced. That's, that, that was David's prayer. Because he says it in another translation, it says, I think it's a message Bible. It says, gag those who loudmouth liars who heckle me. Gag those loudmouth liars who heckle me, your follower. So we want God to gag some mouths in Washington, D.C. Republicans and Democrats. Look at Psalm 52. I want to impress upon you this morning how important it is to walk in truth and to speak the truth. Don't lie. Psalm 52, verse 1. It says, Why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. It says, Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor, working deceit. You love evil more than good, lying rather than speaking righteousness. 
You love all devouring words, you deceitful tongue. Boy, he's really giving it to him, isn't he? Verse 5. God shall likewise... What? God shall likewise destroy you forever, and he shall take you away and pluck you out of your dwelling place and uproot you from the land of the living. Is it, this is not good, is it? Have you, have you seen so far it doesn't pay to lie? Look at Psalm 63. Now, it's not my job necessarily to, to give you my opinion, although I'm a very opinionated person. You said that too loud. A little quieter would have been a little... I have an opinion. My wife has an opinion. My seed has an opinion. But in Psalm 63, in verse 11, But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him shall glory. But the mouth of those who speak lies shall be what? Stop. I've prayed that before on Wednesday night intercession. The mouths of those in in our nation's capital that are speaking lies, that they be stopped. We've got as many liars on the Republican side as we do the Democrats. Look at Psalm 101. See, it's my job not to give you my opinion, so to speak, but it's my, my role and responsibility as a pastor to give you the Scripture. What's the word say about lying? In Psalm 101, verse 5. Psalm 101, verse 5. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. The one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, him I will not endure. My eyes shall be on the what? Faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who tells lies shall not continue in my presence. Well, that's strong. That'll make you sit up straight. He who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who tells lies shall not continue in my presence. Early I will destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Are you picking up from just the scriptures I've given you so far? It doesn't pay to lie. Right. Look at Psalm 120. Psalm 120. Let's read the whole psalm. It's short. It says, In my distress, I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. So when you're in distress, what should you do? Cry unto the Lord. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from... Let's say it together. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you or what shall be done to you, you false tongue... Now, I'll explain this. Sharp arrows of the warrior with coals of the broom tree. 
Okay. In the margin of my Bible, it says arrows. This is another way of saying that slanderers will reap what they sow. The broom tree is a thorny brushwood preferred for kindling because it produces a long, hot fire. So lying lips themselves will be burned. Lying lips will be what? Burned. Liars, deceitful people will reap what they sow. So lying lips will themselves be burned. Look, just a couple more. Proverbs 19. One of the hardest things, and it really isn't hard if you're an honest person. You know I've been in in antique business for years. Bought and sold a lot of stuff. And it's real easy to misrepresent something. Meaning what? You mean you can really embellish something you're selling. You could say something about a piece of furniture. Oh, that's 200 years old. George Washington slept in this bed. Amen? You can go on. And I've met all kinds. And it's really important you know, and I have to guard my heart and my tongue that I make sure that I don't misrepresent something. You can sell something that, that that's new and, and say it's old. There's a lot. I've bought stuff before, got home and looked and found out it was brand new. And I wasn't so much mad at the seller as I was mad at myself that I didn't recognize and discern that it was new. So it's real important that you're you're careful with your words. Proverbs 19 verse 5 says, A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. Look at verse 9. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. These are the kind of messages this morning that just help us make sure we're on the up and up. In the straight and narrow pathway. And if you find yourself embellishing a situation or a circumstance and maybe stretching a little bit, this should help bring you back where you need to be. Be honest. Look at Revelation 21. I'm almost done. Why would I want to go a long time on lying, huh? Now, if it's the subject of truth, boy, huh? Revelation, you're not going to like this one. Revelation 21, chapter 21, verse 7 and 8. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Shall we just quit there? Let's just close the Bible right now. But the cowardly... You know, this, this is an interesting scripture. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexual, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all, and all what? Liars have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Pastor. I don't want to burn eternally forever. 
did it hurt when you were burned? You not only hurt the day it happened, but how long did you hurt after that when you were held? Ten. How long, how many days, how many weeks, how many months did it hurt? You know how, if you've never been burned, they have skin grafts. How would you like to burn eternally? You understand, nobody here understands. Sorry to leave you out, folks, but you don't. You know what it feels like, don't you? If you think when you die, you lose your, your, your soul, you have your mind, will, and emotions. You feel. I'm never going to tell a lie again. I ain't going to burn in the lake of fire. Good. Good. One more scripture, Ephesians. I always appreciate Brad. and his, he, Thank God he's got a sense of humor. I don't know how many times Caleb and Kenny and Mike have had joked around about we could tell you things and you'd be mad, but Brad's got a sense of humor. You don't he survived. He's got to have a sense of humor about it. Ephesians chapter three. Oh, did I get the wrong scripture, Mike? Let me find it here. Oh, sorry, Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. It says, If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. Verse 1, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. For you died. Say, I died. The old man died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. You and I all walk, all of us here walk that way in the flesh. But it says in verse 8, but now, everyone say, but now, you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Verse 9, do not what? Do not what? Do not lie to one another since you've put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is in renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. I think, I think the scripture today is, has, has ministered to us. <laughs> How important it is not to lie. We've all done it. Oh, I didn't lie. It was just, I just twisted the truth a little bit. Just, you know, what's another expression? What? Say it again. Tall tale. There's some, what? White lie. That's the one I was looking for. I just told a little white lie. How come a lie can be white and not black? I don't know. 
next week, we're going to start talking about truth. We've been on this four or five messages, and uh, we want to talk about truth. How important it is to be truthful. Amen? Father, I thank you for your word today. I've given them your word, Father. And your word's a lamp to our feet and a light onto our pathway. We found your word this day and did eat your word. And your word was the joy and rejoicing of my heart. You restore our soul by your word. Correction and reproof comes by your word. So thank you, Father, that we all search our hearts diligently today and make sure that when we open our mouths, we speak the truth in love. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering that which we need to know this day. In Jesus' name, amen.